Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. So I think it's time that I tell you guys a little bit more about my story. I'm not actually sure how much I've shared in this podcast, and I think it'll resonate with some of you. So for those of you who have followed my journey from the beginning, you may already know this, but here's the real deal, yo. I was not always a happy-go-lucky, running-my-own-business, stay-at-home dog mom. In fact, um, three or four years ago, I was bawling my eyes out on my way home from work, wondering how the fuck people had a full-time job, balanced a family, had time to work out, had time to meal prep, and made enough to live a life that they actually enjoyed. Like I constantly was feeling like there's not enough. And again, that was a feeling. But the life that had been placed on my heart, the desires that had been placed on my heart were not about to be supported by a nine to five job. And I scrolled on Instagram, watching people, wondering how I can make a little extra cash. I pick, you know, my serving job. They closed the doors of the restaurant I was working at part-time on the side. I was working a full-time job. I had a serving gig that I worked, you know, once a week to get make an extra couple hundred bucks um, a month just so that I could go on the trips and do the things that I wanted to do. Because again, being a registered dietitian, as beautiful as that career path is, is not the most financially rewarding. And I was not fulfilled in doing what I was doing. I was sad. I was miserable. And I was taking it out on literally everyone around me. I remember just being a negative Nancy. I was talking shit about other people because I was so unhappy in my own life. And looking back, I see the pain and the sadness in that girl. But sometimes when you're in something, you don't even realize how how shitty it feels. So I share this with you guys because going back, you know, I was scrolling on Instagram, going back to that, and I would look at people who had businesses online and think, wow, that's incredible. I'll, and I had this huge separation factor between them and myself. I was like, there's no way I could ever do that. I'm not confident. I'm not pretty enough. I don't even know what I would talk about. I don't have a message to share. There's nothing, you know, no, no one would want to listen to me. What would my family say? People would think I'm just doing it for attention. You know, there was all of these stories I had tied up. And having a business in the online space, lo and behold, a few months later, I hit rock bottom. I 
literally could not do my job anymore because I, well, I was continuing to do my job, but I didn't feel like I could because I had so much brain fog. I got dumped, which I told everyone in my life that it was a mutual breakup. <laughs> I got straight up dumped. I, <laughs> I realized that I didn't want to party like I was anymore. And pretty much all my friends at that point in my life, that was our main social you know, what we did. And so I was like, I'm not going to have friends if I stop partying. And I realized that like nothing in my life would looked like how I had imagined it would look. And although like I had the dream job, quote unquote, that I thought I'd wanted for so long, it wasn't really my dream. It was a dream that got placed in my heart when I was in college. And so because what my professors said I would be good at, not what the little girl Shelby had dreamt of, of speaking on stages and inspiring people and being a performer. These are things I dreamt about when I was a kid, you guys. I literally dreamt about being a motivational speaker, and here I am with my own podcast. So it's interesting that now as I start to go into this and I start to do it and I'm gaining, you know, I'm fully confident in what I'm here to do, that people see this version of me and they don't understand that how fucking hard I've had to work on myself to get to where I am today because I was not a confident person. I was not an, an inspired person. I didn't feel I had a message on my heart, but I followed the little nudges forward. I followed the nudge to reach out to a woman to mentor me in, in health and fitness coaching and did that for two years before I started this business. And I just followed the little, I need to do that, little hits I kept getting. You should do this. You should try Reiki. You should hire this mentor. You should, you know, go sit at Whole Foods and meet some of your best friends. <laughs> like there was these little nudges I just followed. And I share this with you because I believe the next phase of my business is really focused all on helping women who are in the place I was, not feeling confident, not feeling inspired, but knowing that they cannot live the life that they're living now and knowing deep down that there is something they've been placed on this planet to teach, even if they're not certain in what it is yet. And for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you know this announcement already. You heard it already. Um... I opened up spots in a mastermind round two, and it is going to be fucking incredible. Like worth the F bomb that I just dropped. <laughs> I, I re you know, reinvented it from feedback I got from the, the girls who went through it last time, as well as feedback that I've gotten from the programs I've been in. And most of the programs that have been the most transformational for me have had an in-person component. So you guys, I've added a three-day retreat to the mastermind. I've extended the mastermind so that it's a total of eight months. You get eight-month coaching container with me, unlimited access to me um, through Voxer in between calls. We'll have eight topic training calls, one of them being a human design um, training well, you're, where you will have the opportunity to go through your chart with Amy Altrich, who's been on the podcast before. If you have not listened to that episode, I go, I highly recommend you go listen now because it was incredible. And I had a call with her shortly after and it literally shifted everything in my business. So I'm bringing her into the mastermind to teach the women who are coming into this mastermind with me how to tap into their most authentic truth so that they can show up, attract the clients, attract the abundance, attract the life that they want so much more quickly. You guys, 
I am bringing all of the tools and the resources that I've learned in the past three years and having my own business so that you can accelerate your growth and you don't need to make it take three years like it took for me to hit a point where I've replaced my full-time job and I'm on track to be making double that this month. Okay. You get that? Like we are in this mastermind going to create a cohort of women who are doing incredible shit in the world. And that is really what I want for more women to be doing is sharing their messages, lighting up the world and living the fucking life that they want to be living and not what they feel like they should or need to be living. So if you've been feeling called to work with me, I really encourage you to drop in, take some deep breaths, feel into if you feel like this is something you are called to do. And if you feel that this is something you're interested in, you want to learn more about, I'm going to link all the information in the show notes. It's Monday right now. The early bird deal ends on September 12th. So I believe that's Thursday. You are going to get $333 off the total price by enrolling before that date or getting your application in before that date. You're also going to get two bonus one-on-one calls with me. So there's going to be four that are included in the regular general admission with the early bird VIP deal. You get a total of six one-on-one calls with me. You guys, that's an incredible value. This whole fucking thing is an incredible value, but icing on the cake, right? So get your application in. The spots are filling fast. Um, I've had a few women already say yes, and I've got more calls scheduled this week. So make sure if you're feeling called, go get the application in now because it's going to be first come first serve on these applications. Okay. That's all I got to say about that. But let's talk about autumn, you guys. Holy fucking shit. Lots of F-bombs because I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode with her. Literally, my... (laughs) I love Autumn. By the way, her and I recorded an episode a few weeks back. That was so fun. And I think it's going to be on her podcast coming up here shortly. So tune into that because her and I have had so much fun recording these episodes. We just jive so well. Maybe it's all the Virgo energy. I'm not sure. But her story literally had my mouth, jaw dropped the entire time she was talking. Autumn is a business coach, but her story is what is really the most riveting thing about her. And, you know, she helps women really step into their success, their wealth, their power, their passion, their impact. But she's lived it, you guys. She has lived it. She's just not one of those coaches who's who's had rainbows and butterflies. I, and I'm, I don't think anyone's had rainbows and butterflies. Let's be real. But she has a real raw story that I think many of us can relate to in some shape or form. There's going to be pieces of her story where you're going to be like, holy shit, yes, that was me. I don't really want to say too much more about Autumn because I feel like you can just – feel her energy and I, I will not do justice to the incredible woman she is and how incredibly far she's come. So let's talk about some freaking money stories right now. Well, Autumn, thank you so much for being here. 
we had an amazing conversation for your podcast last week. So I just know today is going to be incredible. I love your energy and your vibe and everything you're doing. So before we dive into a whole lot on money, hopefully, why don't you share your story? What do you do? How did you get there? What has that been like? Yeah. Thank you, Shelby, so much for having me on your podcast. We did. We had such an epic conversation. So I'm really excited to dig into this conversation today and just see what comes up. Um, starting with like, who I, who am I? Great question. I'm Autumn. If you don't know already, I know that you kind of already did a little bit of an intro ahead of time. So you got like kind of like the logistics and the details, but Um, I never meant to be here. Like I never meant to be this online coach who is coaching other women because that's what I do. I'm a business coach for other online coaches and entrepreneurs. And I'm really passionate about helping them with these high performing, bold, playful, all in driven kind of women who are like, I have no idea what the fuck, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand, but I feel this tingle in my soul and this pull in my gut for something more. And I resonate with her on such a deep level because that's who I was. And I feel like probably many other entrepreneurs can resonate and, and, and feel me on that. And I never meant to be here coaching other women in business. It's not what I grew up thinking that I was going to do. Um, I actually fell in love with, online with having an online business being an entrepreneur because of the health field and so I started in network marketing and um, that was after a I mean many many years right of working jobs that are unfulfilling and having boundaries pushed and tested and lack of respect all those things that you usually experience under maybe not such great leadership and it it showed me what I desired and that I wanted to be this leader in this world and that I wanted to help other women and people be able to have a life that felt good to show up to every single day and I was you know I'm from southern Saskatchewan Canada and so the idea, the norm here was, I mean, go to university, get a really great job, go work in corporate. And so my idea and my thought was, actually, I mean, there's so many things that went through my head growing up. Like I thought I was going to be a teacher at one point, thought I was going to be like an interior designer, all this stuff. And, um, I actually, when I was 17 years old, I applied to go to Vancouver to the art Institute for, um, fashion marketing and management. And I decided at 17, I wasn't ready to move completely across the country by myself to one of the most busy and I I say expensive, right? Because that was my mindset back then was like, Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, this is so expensive. This, this education is so expensive. Mm -hmm. So anyways, back then I decided that wasn't the path for me. And I ended up staying local to where I was, went to university here for business administration. And it was with the direction of a marketing degree. And I, I was just, and it's funny that we're talking about money today because I fucking hated numbers, like fuck numbers. <laughs> I, I, I ended up leaving because I was, I, I just, I felt, I got stuck in like accounting classes, finance classes and these numbers. And I was like, this is too hard. And it wasn't from a point of like, I'm not willing to go the distance. There was a lot of like little like things that happened, which is why I decided that wasn't the path. But ultimately when it came down to it is I don't want to work in a corporate position. I want to learn how to run a business from having a business. I don't want to learn how to, how to have a business from being in a textbook. There's a lot of other things I could talk about when it comes to like university and that path and why, um, 
that wasn't like my soul's calling, but through all of this, like everything happens in divine timing. And I was brought to the most beautiful aligned opportunities in the moments that I needed them. And I ended up falling, right? Falling into the health and wellness business. And it was out of my own desire to have confidence and be happy and healthy in my own body. And that's where it started. And I had no intention again of having an online business or impacting people this way. Like that wasn't even on my radar. And when I just found how great I felt and how this, my entire world started opening up to things that I didn't even know existed. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I've been hiding under a rock. I, I, there is another way. Like there is another way. I don't have to do it the way that everyone else has told me that I need to do it. And what I actually feel in my heart and my soul and my freaking gut is right. Like there, this, this is not like for no reason. I'm not crazy. I'm like, this this isn't like, it's here for a purpose. And so I started to follow that. And, um, I I mean, I kept taking other opportunities and things like I, I worked at my, I worked at a wedding boutique for like doing decor setups. Um, like that, anyways, uh, <laughs> like the decor, like the chair covers, the, the head tables, all that stuff. And it sounds really fun, but on, in the back end of things, it's like hours of ironing and cleaning, um, like dirty linens, counting things with, oh my gosh, you don't want to know the things yeah. that I have found in linens after a wedding. You don't want to know. Oh God. <laughs> and I know it's for real though. It's for real. And so there were a lot of things in that position where I did not feel lit up. I did not feel my highest self. I just knew that that was not my dream. I was, I loved being able to be a part of helping somebody else's, but I also seen the limitations she had in growing her business. I seen the limitations she had in, in what wealth and, um, abundance could be. And it was, bless you. (laughs) (laughs) You saw that, didn't you? I like muted myself real quick. (laughs) We're leaving that in there. (laughs) Hey, God bless you. I seen, I seen that. Um, (laughs) you're welcome. But anyways, it was just, I knew anyways, I I knew that I wasn't lit up in this container. And so the universe kept providing me opportunities to move closer to where it was that I was meant to be. I ended up in network marketing and I found myself spending time building that business when I maybe should have been more focused in class or maybe when I should have been a little bit more focused in my job or in like the 30 minute break that I did have, like I was sending messages or like you know, like the checklist from back then. So I'm filling out that checklist. I'm answering the messages. I'm posting content. I'm creating things. I'm down. Like I just, I could not not do it. It was like itching out of my freaking soul and out of my hands. And so sometimes when I honestly, like when people tell me when they're starting businesses, like this is just a side note because of my passion as I'm speaking, this is like, this is really hard or I don't want to create this or I don't want to do this content. I'm like, this is so fucking easy. Like we get to do this. Like we, like there was a moment in my life where it was like, I, I could not not do it. And that has to be like the, the level of where your passion is for what it is that you're doing. Otherwise it's forced and it's, it's not in alignment. It's not where you want it to be. And that's how I knew university. And that path for me wasn't the path because it was forced and it was not enjoyable. It wasn't like I get to work hard at this because I'm passionate about this. It was, I have to do this. I think I need to do this. I think this is the way And so at one point I after building my business up about a year into the network marketing company, me and my boyfriend had, I guess he's still my boyfriend. He's basically my hubby, but he's boyfriend right now. Still no ring on this finger girls. (laughs) And (laughs) 
we talk about it all the time, but it was, you know, I, I'm full time at home. So we joke about him. Like I have to go buy the ring and (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta go buy the own damn ring, but it's okay. It's actually kind of an interesting dynamic. I'm totally getting off course. I'm so sorry. No, I'm I'm like, I'm just like, that's empowering as that, like, AF. It's actually a really interesting way that that turned out. That's a whole other story. But anyways, working online, this health and fitness business, we launched a in-person business and uh, we were grouped fitness training. We had work like um, boot camps, personal training, all of the above. And so it was combined with my online business and Mm in-person and the in-person business built because of my online presence and the way that I built community and the way that I really focused in on utilizing like we have this ability to build community on social media. So highlight the, highlight the people that are in your classes, highlight the people who are in your energy, show the energy you're creating, the culture you're creating in person and show that and utilize that online. And so I seen that, okay, I can build a successful online business. Oh, I can, I can build a very successful in-person business online. And then I also had a t-shirt company, um, that I had for over a year. And then when my coaching business really started to take off, I just had to exit out and I, I had to let it go because it just was the amount of time that I was putting in wasn't serving. I'm, I mean, $30 t-shirts in comparison to coaching. It just didn't make sense for the hours and the time that I was spending in with every single process. So I essentially realized like I have a knack at this. I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I love to create businesses. I love to be able to speak on this stuff because everything that I'm helping and guiding people with now, my women with now, my clients, it was all this stuff that I would, I would help my clients with in the gym, like post-session or in between or beforehand, um, before a, I'm trying to say it before a workout or before boot camp, And there were all these, my, my online team, I built business, like, or I built, um, training programs. I built courses. I built leadership programs. And I realized back then that because there was no investment, they, they weren't fully in, like, they didn't know it was like, I just want to make money. Right. I'm searching for that idea of what freedom is. I'm searching for what that idea of fulfillment, abundance, happiness is. And so we think that money is that answer. We think that money is the way that we're going to feel it. So people join in for the opportunities in search of that, but they're not actually all in. And anyways, I had created these different online programs. And so when the universe basically closed every single door in the health and wellness realm for us. Derek had like sat me down and he, he's like, Autumn, like, why are you not doing something on your own? Like, why aren't you doing this on your own? I don't understand. And he was like in tears because he believes in me. And he's like, I don't understand why you're not seeing what I see right now. I don't, I don't fucking get it. And I, I have to, like interject. Cause is that not yeah. the most projector way to go around things? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, that's exactly how it had to happen. It, it is. And I, I love that you said that because I don't even know if I realized that at the time. Like, yeah. I think probably just right now when you said that, I'm like, yeah, I was invited into this, this opportunity and this, and I could not see that for myself. And I just said that I'm a stubborn person. Like I'm all in on something until there's literally no way that it can work. And Mm -hmm. it served its purpose. I learned so much and that was a beautiful season of my life. It's something I'm still very passionate about, but it wasn't the way that I was meant to leave my mark in this world any longer. And when he asked me this question, everything started to 
fall into place. So I was, I got chills when I said that. Um, we were coming back from one of the last conferences of the network marketing company that I was in. And one of my friends had asked at the time, she's like, if something ever happens to this company, like, what would we do? Like, what would we do? And this was like where the, the, the questions started to form and started to bring on like the series of events that kind of happened next because I opened up space to receive them. And beforehand I was totally closed off. Like I was, there was, there was no other option. There was no other way. That was the way. Mm -hmm. And I was completely stuck there because I wasn't open to receiving other opportunities and other ways of getting to where it is that I wanted. And as soon as she asked, it was like floodgates. So, um, it was like, what, is the legacy we want to leave even if it is if even if this is the way if we're sitting there and all these people are out there looking at us what is it that we're being known for other than just selling shit other than just like putting stuff out there other than just having our friends and family buy our stuff like what are we known for what's the mark we're leaving in this world and I'm like oh and hit me back then like a bag of bricks. And I think now that's so obvious. But back then, I had no even, like that was a totally new question for me. And I realized there really is more here that I'm meant to do. And so fast forward, I started to find the right programs and coaches and mentors and expanders and guides and all of these people that just started filtering into my life through joining my first group coaching program and I started transitioning my business and then I got introduced to friends and people and 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 like I got in this room of very elevated women who were all going towards the same goal who had started to feel very similar things about network marketing companies or the place that they were with or wanting just to be open to more revenue streams, just wanting to be open to another way, being open to more elevation and growth. Um, and that was really, that was really empowering for me. It was really powerful. And so I started transitioning my business over at that point. Um, it was more on the life coaching aspect, the spiritual coaching, which is still such a part of what it is that I do now. But it was a little bit of business coaching through what it is that I knew at the time. And over the course of the past couple years, there has been so much that I have accomplished and created within my own business. I have hired some of the most incredible coaches, high-end coaches invested. I mean, I don't want to like shout this from the rooftop as if like investing is the be all end all, but I, I've invested very high end to be in the containers and the rooms of the women that I, I wanted to have a life similar to or a business similar to or make impact as deep as and I wanted to get to know what it is that makes them them and that meant investing more than rent and four times more than I pay in rent in a month and getting into masterminds programs one-on-one -on -one coaching all of these things and really harnessing all of the things that they are they know we've, we've worked through my inner work um the the blocks or the the spaces within myself that needed clearing and nurturing and love and it evolved and and now here I am as this woman that you know I guess she turned 10 months yesterday I'm a mama and my baby girl is 10 months and in the months that I mean my business scaled to six figures in the year that I was pregnant in the year that I gave birth it was like the last three months of the year well 
yeah, I guess it'd be the last quarter of the year that my business skyrocketed the most. And they were some of the hardest months of my life. They're the months that I brought her home from the hospital. It's the months that I'm navigating postpartum anxiety and motherhood and, um, you know, I had a really sick cat at the time. My, my boyfriend came home full time from work. So navigating all these new dynamics, um, changes in my body and who I am as a woman, my role here in this world, um, my role in business and, and going from like, I can work any all day, any day to be like, I, I have another role. Like I, I need to be a mother first and, um, I get to also have this business, but that's also very, like these, these get to coexist together, but that's so important to me to be able to show up for her in the way that I desire to. It's the whole reason why I have this business. So, and I started creating it like five years ago was because I wanted to be able to be here now for my family. And so there's a whole story of like what there's so many like mini stories in, in where I've, how I've gotten here right now. Um, but in the long run, in all of the financial ups and downs as well that this has brought, it turned in just from me wanting to learn how to make money for my life. So then I can have this abundant, bougie, beautiful life, like, you know, that I was visualizing like five years ago that I wanted to live into helping and feeling like it's my soul's work here in this world to help other women to feel empowered in their desires and what they want in their money, in their relationship with money and their ability to earn, create, spend, enjoy abundance, create all of it and just be in it and celebrate themselves and celebrate what they're here to do and actually feel in the moment of their life. So it's, it's a combination of, you know, spiritual tools, spiritual support, um, energetic work. And I'm going through some different certifications to bring new modalities in, but essentially it's that deep stuff, deep work, and, and kind of pairing that together with the practical business strategy as well. Oh my gosh. So That's much goodness from there, but so much. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm also shell shocked because we literally have such a similar, similar path, like literally same network marketing, aside from the in-person portion of my business, started with life coaching, now business coaching. So I'm just like, mind blown by how much we overlap and how much our stories overlap in the feelings we experience. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs experience those same feelings of like this, knowing that they're not meant to be doing what they're doing, but also feeling super fucking crazy that that's how they're feeling because we're so programmed as a society to believe that there's only one path to success. When in reality, that quote unquote success is just a fraction of what we can really do in this world, the impact we can leave the, you know, and for me, that's, I am driven by the same things of like, what am I really here to do? And the more I uncover like what my soul feels called to do, what I'm here to create, the more the abundance aligns with that. And 100%. okay. So a couple things I want to dig into a little bit before we dive fully into money while you were shifting while you had this like, oh my gosh, this is what I need to do. I also feel a little bit crazy. I'm no longer going this like traditional route. Did you have friends and family who were like, what the fuck are you doing? And ha if so, which I'm going to guess you did, because pretty much I think everyone has someone in their life that's like, what are you actually doing? How did you navigate that? Yeah, a hundred percent I did for sure. And I think that this is such a great question because um, everybody's wondering on this journey, am I going to, 
have the people that I love and connect with the most disown me? Am I going to, the places that I feel the most seen and held and heard, am I going to now feel like an outsider? Am I not going to feel loved anymore? The people that like I know and who know me, is is there going to be a separation? And that's the number one thing as humans that we don't want, right? Like we desire to be loved. We desire to give love and everything at the end of the day is about moving closer to love. So I think that that stops so many people from being able to have the life that they want to, whether it is in the network marketing company that they're in and they're, they're in fear of, well, what if the people that, you know, my team, these people I built relationships with, um, my upline, downline, what if they hate me and they talk about me and they disown me from everything? That was some trauma that I had to work through. Mm -hmm. Um, which is so not okay, but I've had to work through that. There's the thought of my family. Well, what if I decide not to go to university? Who am I disappointing? What's, whose dreams am I letting down? They, they invested Mm -hmm. this money. They invested this time. They, they put their dreams and their desires all for how many years to help build me up to, to do this. Mm -hmm. And a hundred percent, like there's that thought always of, um, at the beginning there was, well, what if they, what if they're upset with me? What if they, what if they're disappointed? And I think that was the first thought is my parents have, thankfully, my parents have always been extremely, extremely, extremely like supportive my whole entire life. It didn't matter what it is. They never forced me to do things that I didn't want to do. They never made me finish something that was out of alignment. If it was a sport, if it was a hobby, if it was anything that I went to, if they're like, you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. If you try your best, we're like, that's the most that we could ask for. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do think that that helped me a lot as I grew because it kind of silently gave me permission that it is okay to move on from things. But I did know that university was something like on that realm, like that was something that my dad really wanted for me. That was something that he really desired because they didn't have that same opportunity when he was growing up. And so he linked that to that equals good money, that equals success, that equals security. And he just wanted me to be secure and safe. And so I had to first see like, where is he coming from? Where is this desire that he has for me coming from? Why does he want this for me? And is this my dream? And what is security and safety to me? Mm -hmm. And I had to first get really okay with what it is that I was desiring to do, why I was desiring to do it and what safety and security look like for me. How can I create this for myself? Because I can't go into conversation with somebody else hoping that they give me the permission and validate what it is that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think we do that a lot is we have this really great idea. Like I'm going to go do this. And then instead of you sitting with it, instead of you getting grounded in your intention with this work in the world that you're doing, why you're doing it, why you're here to do this and how you're, how you are feeling confident in like, I'm, I'm safe here. I'm secure here. This is my path. And I know that it's, it's not unwavering in me. You go to the people around you. And sometimes this happens Mm -hmm. in investments too, with money, with spouses, Um, And it can happen with the things that you want to do also in your business or in your life. And you're going to your parents or your family and your friends. You don't actually feel secure in what it is that you're doing. You're Mm -hmm. looking for the validation and for somebody else outside of you to say, yeah, go ahead. It's it's a great idea. You're going to, you're going to kill it. You're going to slay. You're going to do so good. I'm proud of you. Do it. But the thing is, is those people are going, have maybe seen you times before when you haven't been the person that you wanted to be 
be, or you stop doing something. And so they're also going to utilize what their fears are around those things, what their fear is in, in taking a leap to that degree, maybe quitting a job, leaving university, starting an online business. And if for themselves, they think like, I could never do that. Or, oh my gosh, like that sounds absolutely wild. I could never leave my job. Who are you to do that? They're going to put those fears and those limitations of what's possible for them onto you. So now you're carrying baggage that's not yours. You're carrying fears that are not yours and you're wearing them like they are. So, I mean, we've all seen that person who's totally wearing like baggy clothes that's like whose was that like that's totally not your outfit like you probably left your friend's house like after a night of partying or something and you're wearing her stuff home and you're yes. like that's so not yours but you're yeah, wearing I mean, stuff against some heels <laughs> yes I was just gonna say that <laughs> totally me I've done that yes. I'm sober now but I've done that way back when and exactly. um that's exactly it right you start to put on clothes like you're you're wearing you're wearing these things that don't fit anymore. So I, I had to get really, really aware and clear about why I was doing this, that I was sure about this was my path. And I didn't rush into conversations to my family and the people around me to tell them what I was doing until again, I was sure about it. So when I felt ready, when I felt excited to tell them, when I felt like I can have this conversation without having them impact me, then I will go. And I didn't have a coach at the time telling me any of these things. I didn't have somebody that I was working that intimately with because I did have fears around, um, what was possible for me. I'd fear around money. I'd fear around investing still. And I didn't even know that that was possible for me to like work that intimately, that I was worthy of having that, that kind of support. So I was just navigating this on my own. And those were decisions that I had made within my, for myself. And that elevated things a lot because yes, you know, my dad would have, you know, they'd have questions and my mom and dad, they'd have questions about things. They weren't really sure, but it took some time. And, and eventually I remember one time we were sitting at brunch and, um, he's like, Autumn, I, I went and searched you on the internet and like, I, I found your t-shirt shop or I, I found your programs. And he start he, he was trying to go on his own to, to look up things and figure out what I was doing and support it. And they asked, how are things are, you know, are, is everything going well? And there was pushback at, you know, first, but never on me of like, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. He'd ask my mom, like, is she going to go to university? Is she ever going to go back? Does she ever planning to do that? And my mom would kind of ask me and I'd be like, no, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And it would probably take 10 or so times. I'm like, I'm not going back. You guys just please trust me. Yes. Trust me that I got this trust that I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. You'll see. And eventually things came around the way that they were meant to and friends that weren't aligned with it are no longer in my life. The ones who are took some time. And they, I can't say that they always asked about things or supported me or cheered me on or congratulated me when I launched a pod, my, my podcast last year or when I hit a six-figure year. But the ones who stuck around, they started to get that this is important to me. And they started to get that if they want to be in my life, then it has to, to some degree, become important to them as well to support me in these things. And it became mutually beneficial. Some of my friends have started businesses through it. And we can now like resonate on that level, not because I forced them to, not because I made them be anything, but because I chose to be who I was. And, oh, yes. And it, and it, it, it possibilities for them as well. Yeah. 
and, I, and, and it aligned with the people that were supposed to be here and not. And yes. I'm okay with that. I'm just, I don't have time or energy or room. Maybe it's the projector in me, but I just don't have space. No. I, I think that that's a beautiful thing is like, number one, when you go into really stepping into your authentic self, if you have not been showing up as your authentic self along the way, you have to go into this next phase of your life with an open hand of like, I will receive the people in my life that are meant to be here. I will you know, the people who are meant to be here will stay, but I need to be willing to let go of the people who aren't in alignment with this next phase in my life, this, this true authentic version of myself. And I love the part you mentioned about your parents who love and support you no matter what. And I think at the end of the day is like you said, we go to them for validation and they're afraid for us. And so we, we, we make their fears mean something about us. We make them not being, all in cheerleading us on means something because we're not fully secure, like you said, in what it is we're meant to do. And so just remembering again, I love what you said is like, when you're not there yourself, it might not be the time to share it with everyone else. hundred percent. But when you're there, you get to be the expander for everyone else in your life. So now your parents get to see you in your highest truth, your highest form of authenticity, and you can inspire them to step into their highest form of authenticity as well. I think we forget that, that sometimes like we believe our parents are here to parent us, but sometimes we choose our parents so that we can show them a lesson mm -hmm. as well. And we're always teaching, no matter which relationships it is, we always get to be shining bright for everyone else around us and sometimes it's weird to be like oh yeah my mom learned this from me or my my dad like started stepping into this version of himself because I was able to be true to who I am no matter how much their fear and their ego was really like triggered by what I'm doing you know it's so true and you learn it on such a deeper level when you become a parent yourself I it is. It's it's this, oh, I taught my mom this, but Louie teaches me stuff every mm -hmm. single day. Like every single day, she, I, I made a post, I think briefly on Facebook about this. And it was this essence of like, she even teaches me that emotions are, are innate, like being, like we're supposed to feel like she's one second, she's screaming happy. She's like yelling. We're in a grocery store. She's screaming. She's laughing. She's taking up space. The next second she's frustrated. She's angry. She makes sure, you know, then she's like, she's crying or she's upset about something she lets you know yeah. and she doesn't like hold on to anything one second she's she's sad or maybe you scared her or you know we turned on the vacuum and she was so like oh my what did you just do and then the next second like she forgives you if you accidentally mm -hmm. like you know I don't want to say like I we hurt our child but like you know sometimes as a parent like you know maybe you like bump in like, like yeah like you bump in or like you know she hits herself with like the remote and you didn't grab it fast enough or like it's such a small thing it's a baby thing like it's totally okay but she forgives you the next second she's still mm. like there's so much love and she teaches me all the time every day what emotions are that it's safe to actually take up space it's it's mm. it's normal to feel it's normal to forgive it's normal to let go it's normal mm. to just be unconditionally accepting of other people and then at some point like this stuff changes and mm -hmm. we learn we we get totally reprogrammed mm -hmm. conditioned to do something another way 
but she is. She's my greatest guide. She's my greatest expander. Every single day I'm learning incredible things from her. So it's totally possible, even even when we get older. I love that. Oh, so good. Okay, let's let's dive into to money. So I want to know. Let's start with like your big investments. Okay. Let's let's like how did you decide that it was time to invest? Like where what how did you what was what was what was the decision around that? Just I, this is a, yeah, this is a great question because there are a few different levels that I think all of my investments have kind of been at um so I I think it'd be actually really powerful to highlight all these. So the very first one that I made was the, that one was a group coaching program and it was, I think at the time, trying to remember, I think it was about 3,000-ish like conversion after everything like Canadian wise. Um, And that one was right after when we were talking about my story. It was right at the time when I, came back from the conference. I had this thought, me and Derek had this conversation. I asked for a sign and I went to chapters. I kid you fucking not. I went to chapters and she means business by Carrie Greenfelt, the shelf at me. And I started reading it. And that was like my, so my first case, okay, so my first investment was like a $50 membership site. And that felt like, <gasps> oh my God, I've never invested in my business $50 before. Like other than my starter pack, what is this? <laughs> I know. I think about my first investment of like $1,300 and I was like crying when I made it. And then the next one was like yes. thousand. I'm like, and that felt like not as a big of a deal. It's like that first you break the seal. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> it's yeah. It, the, that first $50 was terrifying. And then I found this program shortly after I asked for like, just bring me those expanders, bring me that next step, bring me, bring me what is next for me. And all of a sudden uh, business coaches that I had never, I had never had another business coach on my Facebook at the time. I didn't even know this existed. I had no fucking clue. This was even a thing. And in divine timing, they had enrollment open and it was perfect timing. And there was like a few days or a couple weeks there that I had, had the opportunity to make a choice. And I, at this time, you guys, I really need to highlight this because this was at the turn of time when everything fell apart for me and Derek. Derek was a full blown alcoholic at this point, full blown. Like he had every penny drained into booze alcohol, everything. We had just spent a thousand dollars in our rent for the studio five, like literally five days before that, like a couple days beforehand of, we lost our lease. Um, my group, my, my online coaching business, I decided to just close the door on that as well. Cause there were some other things happening and I, and I just was no longer available for what was going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so within the same 24 hours, I kid you not, we lost the lease. Um, that's a whole other story. I just decided I took a Tony Robbins route and I'm like, I'm not going to fight this. My energy is best spent towards building versus fighting. So I let it go. Um, but they still had a thousand dollars of our money. Um, all my overdraft, everything was maxed out. We had zero money coming in. I had let my, my other business deplete at that point. So we had all these, we had, we had a ton of clients, but we had nowhere to train them. So we had already used the money right for, the packages that they, that were bought. And so now we had to train out all these people in parks and people's garages. And we pour, we, we took like 
we literally took, um, I'm trying to think the weights that we had at home, any of the equipment that we had, we grabbed a few extra things that we could afford and we put them into one of my old suitcases. It was leopard print. Funny that we're talking. We have a leopard thing. I know I looked today. I'm like, I have all other leopard print that I can wear today. And we stuck into the back of his Jeep and we went and we finished out these contracts in gyms or sorry not gyms um in parks and in uh garages of our clients until they were done we actually moved completely across the city so then we could get access to a gym with we live here now there's a clubhouse gym and Derek was training them inside that gym under the radar because we couldn't afford to to spend rent anywhere else and so we also had to decide like winter's coming soon we need to figure out what the fuck we're doing but this was such a trying time that his alcoholism just like took a skyrocket all this money that he had got back for taxes that I thought was existing here creditors started calling he couldn't have his phone anymore because he couldn't pay for it the 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 jeep had to get parked because he couldn't pay for that anymore I was the one getting the calls from people so my anxiety around money where I never experienced this in my entire life like I used to serve and I'd have checks that I'd find just sitting around because I'd have like piles of money from just and then all of a sudden I had, I had nowhere to go. Like we had literally, my, my overdraft was like negative 2000. It was like over where, what it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Credit cards maxed out. Derek didn't have money. We had a, we had, um, my, my cat started having like emergency health issues. There was so much stuff happening and my heart, like there was no money. When I say like there was no money to invest, there was no money. And so I understand when people are saying like, I don't have money to invest. I'm really scared. What are we going to do? I get it. We, there was nothing there, but I knew in my heart and my soul that I could not get to where it was that I was going from being in the energy, the space and the, and the pattern that I was in. Something had to shift, something had to go. And I had to bet on myself. I really, like there was no other option. I had to totally believe in myself that if I did this, I would make it back. I would, I would be okay. I'd be supported. And I work well. I'm, I've reconditioned the story of like, I have to be Um, in survival to thrive but that was where I was before it was like I had to burn that boat I had to be at at rock bottom for me to be able to see a difference in my journey and so anyways that was my first investment (laughs) scared the living shit out of me I think it was like 300 or some dollars a month that was spread out over six months but that was my very first big investment and there wasn't any money on my credit cards there wasn't space I had a maxed out overdraft Derek didn't have money there wasn't things but I still figured out a way to get through one payment till I had to figure out the next one and I worried about the next one when the next one was going to come I just Mm -hmm. dealt with what I could control in the moment and that's where my mind frame was and so that got us out of a lot of like the debt collectors, that, that kind of stuff. So that's another story. But then the next investment on was when I was actually, um, I found out that I was pregnant, like five, I, I reached out to this, <laughs> reached out to this coach that I loved, adored, wanted to work with so much. She made deep impact in this world with people that she touched. And I just knew that I needed to be in her energy. It was just a soul knowing in my gut that I was supposed to be expanded with her. I was supposed to be connected mm-hmm. with her. It was just, there was no other way. And so we had a conversation, we had a call and I just was a full body. Yes. And 
again, I didn't have the money. Um, the month prior, I made $254. The month prior, I actually had a client who had just signed on. She found out she was pregnant, backed out. Mm-hmm. And then I had the PayPal link. This was in February. I had the PayPal link. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this. Push the button. Five hours later, I called my girlfriend. I took a pregnancy test. I know my girlfriend. I should I should have been, should have been with Derek, but I was so nervous. And I uh, was so nervous. I was like, what is happening right now? And so I took this pregnancy test. I found out I was pregnant, and I went into like 48 hours of pure panic. Like, what did I just do? I just invested more than I pay in rent a month. I made $254 last month, and I'm investing now – I mean, it was like $1,500 a month USD at the time. Um, So more Canadian and I'm investing that every single fucking month. And like, I'm now pregnant and I'm not going to be able to do shit all for the next three months because I feel awful and I can barely get out of bed. And like I had some clients, but I, my business wasn't at the place that it is now. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really scary time, right? I'm, I'm making this first really big investment and I just found out I was pregnant. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, so a lot of things went up through in my head. Like, what am I doing? Is this all going to crumble? Is this all going to fall away? This is, this is scary. Like now I'm here to like raise a baby and make this investment. Like, can I do it? Because the conditioning that story now was all the month before I had a client who backed out. So in my head, it's like, what did I just do? I should back out. I can't have both. I can't have a business and a baby and a family. And like, there's, there's no way. And again, that came from network marketing. It came from a lot of people that were on my team who let children be the reason that they wouldn't allow themselves to have what they want, wouldn't allow themselves to receive. It was the self-sacrifice martyr behavior, which martyr is in my chart. And so like nurturing that part of me has been also really big as a mom and my journey in, in allowing money and receiving abundance and success and all of the things. So that was one investment that was extremely terrifying, but it was a full body. Like I know, like I know that again, like this is the way. And I, when you start to follow your intuition a few times and it it works out for you, right? You're, you're aware of that. Mm -hmm. This was a good move. Even if there were some things that weren't great, there were some things that I didn't expect to happen. Maybe that I, it happened the way that it was supposed to and you full body know that. And so the next time around it was full body. Like I, I, I can't deny that. And I know like that question is, so is it money? Yeah. Okay. So if you let money get in the way, if you let money be the reason why you don't do this, where are you going to be? Mm. Like, you know, like if money is the reason why you're not letting yourself do this, do you really, like, what is, like, what is the actual reason why you're not letting, because it's not about money. No. At the end of the day, when people are investing, it's not about, it's, I don't know if I can be the person that I need to be to make the money back. I don't know if I can be the person I need to be to meet myself at that level that I just told myself I would. I don't know if I can allow myself to stretch to that degree and saying, yes, I can is allowing new opportunities, new clients, new challenges, new obstacles, and a lot of stuff that's going to come your way. That's going to test and try who you're going to be on along the journey. And, and it's not about the money ever. It's, am I ready for that? And money was the only thing that was quote unquote in the way. So 
I use the same principles the first time around. Okay, let's split this up weekly. I can manage this one week at a time. I've invested less than, I've invested more than that at one time before. I can do that. And I just started to reframe the way that I started to see the dollar amount and the actual number itself. And I started to change the power that I was giving to it. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I reframed it essentially. Mm-hmm. We give the power to money that it holds. It's just a number, just like a number on a house. Your address is a number. The number that is in your bank account is also just a number. Like they're just numbers mm-hmm. floating around in the world and we give the power to it that it holds. So I'm sure that there's going to be a lot, there might be more questions in this conversation um, down the road. So I won't go too much into that, but I invested a couple more times into her. The last one before, this was right before I gave birth. It was a month before I gave birth. And um, this package was four times what I had invested beforehand. It was for nine months. Um, It was $40,000. And um, it was four four mortgages, four rents a month. And I'm like, what is this? I don't even own a car yet. Like Mm -hmm. I'm investing this and like, I don't own a home and I'm investing this into coach. I, I kid you not Shelby. I sat in my car (laughs) and I cried. I cried. I cried. I was so nauseous. I couldn't believe what I was doing. I was so scared. I felt so locked in. Like, what am I doing? I'm about to give birth. I'm not going to be able to, it was that same feeling again. Like, what am I doing? I'm not going to be able to be the person that I need to be to create the outcome that I want to create. I'm going to give birth, right? I've said, I was creating a story of who I was already before I met her. I was, I was mm-hmm. creating the story. And so if I wouldn't have known better, I would have allowed myself to take that action, but I knew better. I knew again, that full body knowing that this is the right moment. This is, this is, this is the right next step. I need this mm-hmm. while I'm going through this crazy transition in my life as a mom, um, giving birth, all of the things. So I invested again and it was scary. I fucking cried. I, 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 I had a conversation with her. We FaceTimed. I was, I was crying when I was saying yes, because I was terrified. But then as soon as I did it, everything washed away and I felt at home. I felt released. I felt safe. I felt ready. And I felt that shift because I trusted in myself. I was like, I fucking got this. Let's do this. This, and, and, I kid you not, I brought her home. We had her October 29th and we came home like November 1st. November was my first 20K month. Um, December was higher than that. And I, I ended the year as a six figure with a six figure business. And I started the year at $254. So it was like, what? This is insane, right? It was insane. And so there's so much weight that goes into that. I've, it's also shown me though, like now this year, I don't want to spend too much time on that for you. Cause I know that there's a lot that you want to dive into, but there's a whole other side to it where now this year, um, cause that investment took me until about like July. And so there's a new season that I'm in where I, I knew also now what it felt like when it wasn't a full body. Yes. Mm-hmm. I knew what it was when I was ready to move on. I knew what it felt like when I was ready for a different season yep. in my life. And the investment that I just made in, in this certification program that I'm taking for integrative alchemy, which is all like success, life, success in life, coaching, NLP, time technique, EFT. Like there's a, there's a bunch of modalities in there that I'm mm-hmm. learning as well. And we'll have to I'm, talk about that after the podcast. Cause I've been feeling called to do NLP. So Yes, yes, yes. I'll remind you. We'll totally have a, we'll jam out on that after. And that 
I felt so expansive. I knew in my soul that was a that was the right option. That was the right next step. But when I made this decision, it was a different way than I had made the other ones. The other ones, it was like, I need this. I, I, I need to be saved in some way. Like if I'm being totally honest, like some of these were like, I need to be saved. I, I, I need this support. And this one was a... I just want to be really excited about the money that I'm investing. I don't want to feel scared. I don't want to feel um, fear. I don't want to feel any of those things around money. I want to feel good mm. about the investment that I'm creating. I want to feel elevated in the in the way that I'm um, moving my wealth around. I want to feel really good in this person's energy. Mm -hmm. And that was really important for me when it came into this investment. And it looked different because this was me trusting myself that I already know the way. This was trusting in myself that I don't need actually any more information or anything else outside of me. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I, there's a time and a place for coaches and there'll be a season where I probably have a specific business one-on-one coach again but this was that season where I had to trust myself that the work that I had been doing and the investments that I had been making in that capacity in in the growth that I've created within myself that I know the way and what was uncomfortable was actually trusting in myself and trusting in my own voice in my own message in the way that I want to do things versus um in, in somebody else. So I, I had to find a person now and, and, a, and a mentor and a guide in a container that allowed me to deepen what I already knew and create deeper results for my clients in a new way that could allow me to expand my skills um, versus just also within myself because I have those tools. I've been doing that. So mm-hmm. there's a part where I had, anyways, there's, it's just been such a shift in how I made those first investments when I was a brand new coach and I was like tingling and excited and trying to figure out like what's the way and then Mm -hmm. being able to step into this year when um, I I had to also learn when, when is it time to choose a new way and Mm -hmm. what, how do you figure out that way is also for you and, and what does that kind of fear feel like to step into? Yes. I love that. And there's so much just around that is like trusting that intuition. Cause I, I had a very similar experience, like hired a coach, hired a coach. And then I was like, I feel really good in my confidence. Cause what my coaches really did is instill the confidence in myself that I, I didn't have on my own. Yeah. And I got out of that last coach and I was like, okay, I feel really good. Like I'm ready to do this on my own. And then I met a woman at Spirit Junkie Masterclass and like my soul was like, you need to work with her. And I had no intentions of hiring a coach, but my intuition was going, this is the woman you need to work with. It's not like I had hired most of my coaches through social media and seeing their online presence. I just like felt her presence and like knew her energy as if I knew her from a a different life. And I just know she's the coach I need to, to work with next. And I think, I think a lot of people get caught up in like, the money piece too, because they're not like yeah. you said, trusting that this investment will take you where you need to be in this growth journey. And it's not just about like, you know, how many more clients you're going to attract after working with them or how much money you're going to make after it's like allowing your soul to just be who you're meant to be in this world. And that's the biggest thing I've, I've realized is not really about, I mean, that's, that's an outcome that comes with working with people often and expanding ourselves and growing, but it's usually about finding 
myself and my truth when I work with someone. And so, oh, following that intuition. Yes, 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 yes. Well, and a big reason, like, and I don't want to cut you off there, but I kind of want just to add to that conversation super quick is like a big reason why, um, there's this fear around, well, I have to make sure that this is the right investment. And I, and you do like full, like you have, don't just like go and, and invest spend money. All, yeah. Invest <laughs> in everything, download everything, like make sure you are aligned fully, take time for you. You don't need to rush into things out of mm-hmm. fear or like a time ticking on an offer. Just allow yourself space to, to make the decision in the way best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just reminding you, like, you can't waste money. Like, you're not, you're never going to run out of money. Yes. Money an, is renewable. It's an infinite resource. It's infinite, yes. That's actually something else I wanted to talk about is I think a lot of times people look like if you're at a nine to five right now and they're looking of making that leap from a nine to five to entrepreneurship, I don't think they, the, the mind shift, mindset shift I'm seeing hasn't occurred is that, like, I literally can make any dollar amount I put my mind to and I can create any abundance I want in my life versus like I'm an hourly rate. So how do you help your clients get from this like this mindset of fixed income versus infinite? If that makes sense, does that make sense? Like how some times when people are investing, they're just thinking about like, oh, this is, this is the money I have in my bank account. This money's gone. I won't be able to make it back. Kind of, am I making sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, no, you're making sense. It's the fact that as humans, what we tend to do is we focus on what we can see. Mm -hmm. So you can focus on what you have, the results that you've had in the past and you focus on what's in front of you. So you're focusing on the paycheck that you have received every Mm -hmm. single two weeks for the last how many years of your life. You are conditioned to believe that that's what you're worth. You're conditioned to believe that that's what your time is worth, your energy, your, your knowledge, your skills, your expertise, all the things are worth. And it's just conditioning. It's, it's just because at this point, like you're on autopilot with it and you haven't really sat and thought about these questions or your pay or your worth or like any of these things probably in a long time. And so you're focused on what you can see. You're focused on what's predictable. You're focused on what you can, again, predict what you know is going to happen, what you can see and what's in your bank account right in front of you. And what starts to shift things, what really made a big difference for me, and it still continues to make a big, like it's, it's one of those like, like key success principles in my back pocket that I hold on to and I utilize for myself all the time is the key of potentiality, right? It's mm-hmm. being able to focus more on what you can't see and more on what is out there that you have yet to create, you have yet to see, you have yet to actually experience in your now um, that fuels you. Like that has to be the fuel in your fire of what, what you have yet to create, what you have yet to see, the focusing on that and that it's already yours. And that's probably a conversation that maybe you've talked about before is this essence of like feeling into and having that this is yours. There's a lot of steps that I take my clients through, but it's first, we have to do a lot of deconditioning. We have to do a lot of deprogramming. We have to do a lot of work around the number itself and what it is that they desire and what they want and starting to move things to fit and align with that. So 
they're going to have to start shaping their thought patterns around what's possible for them. Mm -hmm. They have to start focusing more on the potentiality than what they see. And if there are things or opportunities or situations in their life, or I don't want to necessarily blocks, but things, I always picture like a, like a thing. I don't, I don't like thing. That's such a silly word, but I'm, I'm like, what is like a, like a pawn or I don't know the right word is for this. I'm like rambling on about such a silly thing, but it's like, <laughs> I just picture a hurdle. Like I picture like this little, when you're running track, you know, yeah. and there's like, yep. there's those hurdle things that you, people jump over. That's what I picture in people's ways all the time. Mm-hmm. And I have this analogy of like the more fears and reasons and situations that you put in your way, it's just takes longer to get to where it is that you want. Like the universe wants to support you. It actually wants you to have all the things that you desire, but you're putting the blocks, right? You're putting these hurdles that you have to jump over in your way. So even though like you can, you can do it, you can jump over them. It's going to take a lot longer for you to get over them and to get to where it is that you want. If you have to keep jumping over every single one of these hurdles that you're sticking in your way of why I can't have it, why it's too far away, why is this going to be difficult? So I have to, we have to go through all of the deconditioning and programming um, of what people believe to be true about themselves, what's possible for them. And even what their parents have done, what they've seen mm-hmm. around them, because we, we learn how we, we learn what's possible for us. We learn what our, like, like I was mentioning before, like this baggage that we're essentially carrying that's not our own Mm -hmm. it's what we've seen from our aunties uncles brothers sister parents the people closest to us teachers things like anybody that we are um influenced heavily by growing up and seeing what's possible that's what we just start to automatically say is possible for us so it's a lot of deconditioning it's a lot of programming asking a lot of deep questions on where this came from why is this what you believe what do you want and removing the shame and the guilt around why they want the things that they want because again it's it's going back to what we were talking about in the beginning is usually it's my parents, my family's not going to love me. I'm going to get disowned. I'm going to separate from my partner. What if they get upset or angry with me for succeeding and for be doing something different? What if my team is upset with me? What if my friends don't want to hang out with me anymore? Like, what if I don't fit in with them because I start making a lot of money and people start using me for it? Or what mm-hmm. if I make a lot of money and people want me to pay for all of this stuff or they don't feel like they can fit in or talk to me anymore? And so people like, these are real things that exist underneath. Like, yes, we want, people tell me all the time, I want six figures. I want to make 10K months. I want to have five figure months. I want to make this money. I want to have these clients. But do you actually, are you actually ready? Mm -hmm. Full body ready to deal with also what can come along with that. And deep down subconsciously, we're not usually. They're not actually ready to have to have the conversations or feel okay with people walking away that no longer align. They're not okay with having to have the conversation, either elevating the relationship marriage together or letting them go. And I get it. I get it. I fully get it. It's all valid. It's all safe. I I understand. But that's that difference is being able to also be okay and be ready to be the person who needs to step up to be able to take on what is in the way quote unquote, mm-hmm. to getting the things that you desire. I, I love that it. answer that. I, I, yeah. I, I don't even know what the question was, but I loved everything you said. So it's exactly <laughs> what needed to do. <laughs> it's like entranced by what you're saying. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And I think sometimes too, 
I'm like, oh no, did I even answer it? <laughs> no, I don't remember what the question was. This is how my brain works though. The, uh, my it's audience knows I call this the squirrel, squirrel brain is like, I'm like, I'm so like into whatever's happening that I can't remember, you know, like what the original path was. I, I have it too. Her brain really is what it is. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I have the exact same thing. So I feel you on this. This is why it works so perfect. Amazing. <laughs> I love that you said that, that it's not a block. Cause I think sometimes we like almost buy into our story that we have a block around money too, because we're not really willing to look at like, Oh, am I actually ready? Like you said, to deal with what comes with having abundance with what comes mm-hmm. with having the life I dream of with co- what comes with shining super fucking bright. I don't think we always, so, you know, and I've done this. This is why I say, I believe this is true is that I've bought into the story that I'm, you know, I'm, I just have a fear mentality or I, I have a, there's never enough mentality. And then I buy into the story because what it was really going on is my subconscious wasn't ready to deal with the fact that it's going to be uncomfortable for some people in my life when I am making mm-hmm. seven figures. That's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of people in my life. And so I wasn't mm-hmm. quite ready for that, you know, and that, that comes up when it's ready to be dealt with. I believe that our blocks come up when we're really ready, but it takes us showing up and, and continuing to move forward and not yeah. buying into the stories and recognizing when we are buying into a story of like, I have to work on this. And, you know, I have this block I'm buying and you're putting so much energy into the block that you're just, you know, the blocks are an illusion, quote unquote, the blocks, right? They're just an illusion. We don't need to buy into them. They are nothing. We can release them at any point And we get so caught up in that energy that we're just not focusing on that, what we're creating. So I liked that you said that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I kind of view it as like clearing channels. Like we are a vessel. And mm. if we want to be the clearest vessel for the message we're supposed to bring to the world, then it's only natural. Like, I mean, if it was a uh, faucet, right? Picture yourself as a faucet. A faucet's going to get build up it's gonna get gunky and if something gets in the way mm-hmm. and there's like a hair or some gross shit that's up there or you know your kid plugs it with a toy it's not gonna it's not gonna flow the way that it should mm-hmm. right it's gonna like spit things out it's gonna be a little messy it's not gonna be clear it's not gonna flow and you are just a faucet you are a clear channel and you should be able to flow as as just like your, your tap does when it's on full blast, that's the intention. And the more like you're going to build up with fears, you're going to build up with stories. You're going to build up with shit that and gunk and clutter and stuff that's not supposed to be there because we collect people and things and experiences and memories and items and stuff along our journey Mm -hmm. that impact who we are. They impact, they create these lessons, these memories, and they all play a part, but it's our responsibility to look at them and say, do I need to keep this with me? Is this mm-hmm. actually keeping me like squeaky clean? Is this benefiting me? Is this elevating me? Or is this just clutter? Is this just, yeah. has it served its purpose and it's time to set it down? And the more that we allow ourselves just to clear the channels, clear mm-hmm. the people, the experiences, the memories, the lessons, all the things, and either integrate what needs to be integrated, um, get really clear about what our intention is with that moving forward. If we desire to keep it in our life, that person, that thing experience again, or we need to let it go. Mm -hmm. And, 
every single time we do that and, and sometimes my clients will be like when does it end like when does it just get like like when can I just smooth sail I'm like you're Never. on this journey if you want to be <laughs> you like an awoken <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're awoke now like you're here yeah like you you're doing this for life yeah. and if you so desire I mean you, can, you can get complacent if you're on yeah. it it's amazing it's it's fucking amazing, but it's hard and it's not for the faint of heart. It's difficult being a coach. I say all the time, being a coach, being an entrepreneur, anyone that you are actually fully committed to this work, it is one of the hardest things in some ways that you will ever do because you are always seeing sides of yourself that so many other people turn a blind eye to, mm -hmm. but you are elevating this world. You are elevating the consciousness, the the happiness, the joy, the pleasure, the healing, the vibration of every single person that you impact because you are doing this work because it's not just, it's not just like your work. It's your, it's generational. Mm -hmm. You're healing. If you have children, you're healing these things for them and they're never going to carry the weight of the things on their shoulders or their chest that you carried and that maybe your parents or your grandparents carried. And we are in this like time in our world that this is really important work that we're here to do so yeah I, I kind of also I think went down a different tangent but I love that it's, it's important work yeah it is so important so well now there's one thing there was two things but one thing's still there I think so many of us have heard of this as you were talking about like picking up experiences and and memories and like clearing those from the the channel I think a lot of times again we we look at our parents and what worked for them and it's like we cannot take the belief systems of people who have not done what we want to do and apply them mm -hmm. to what we're doing and so just remembering that as you're making this decision to you know commit to this journey if this is what you're feeling so called to do is remembering that th those those memories those those sayings they maybe said around money the belief systems they had around money you cannot apply that to a whole different ball game and expect it to work, you know, hundred percent. and that's, 100%. I, you know, letting go of all of it. Cause I, my dad is one of the men in my lives that I admire most. Right. And he is an incredible man, but he's got a whole different, you know, belief system around money. And a lot of it goes to like saving and not having debt and like being really proud of that, which is incredible. And I know he's not living the life I want to live right? That he's living his authentic expression of what his life looks like for him in this place that he's in. But that's not the life I want to live. I want a fucking Porsche. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like <laughs> there are just desires that have been placed on. And that's not the only reason why I do this work, right? There's a huge impact there, but there are desires that are on our heart. And I believe those desires, you know, I think sometimes women have shame around wanting things for themselves in the physical realm. Or there's yes. religious things that have been, and mm -hmm. again, I grew up in a super Catholic household where there was, there was shame. Like when I went to church, there was shame around money I felt. And we were shamed for wanting yep. anything. It was give, give, give. And I think like, dude, if I have the money to, to buy a Porsche, how much can I give also? Right. It's not, or it's not this or mentality that you, you mentioned this earlier. It's like, you can have both, but what belief systems are you going to choose to live by and create in your life? 
it's self-sabotage. I see it all the time and it stops people and my clients in the past. Like it, it'll stop them from making the money that they want because it's like no amount of money that they make is actually bringing them happiness. So that's one small um, thing that you can start doing right now. And I'll speak on that super, super quick. One last thing is it, allow yourself because receiving is a big part of Mm -hmm. being able to allow yourself to make the money that you desire. And one small little tip that I always give people um, on this is just check in with how you receive a compliment, check in with how you receive um, a lunch, check in with how you receive somebody paying for like $20 for you. Mm -hmm. And that's a really great indication of if you're in alignment with receiving $10,000 or $20,000 or whatever it is that you're trying to bring into your business and and allow yourself to see that your verbiage around how you're speaking about money how you're speaking about the groceries that you're going to spend the bill that you just had like it's Mm -hmm. the small little incremental changes that you make on a day-to-day basis around the small little goals that you're setting the big goals and the things that you're wanting to do in your life the way that you're experiencing the things that you're doing because it's not about what you're doing it's about how you do the things that you do in your life that's what shifts stuff. So to start living a life of more abundance, get clear about what abundance is for you because it's mm-hmm. not what it is for me. It's not what it is for Shelby. It's not what it is for, you know, another podcast host that you've listened to or somebody else in the online space. That is not necessarily your version of success and happiness and fulfillment and abundance. So get really clear about that and start taking aligned action to be creating intentional opportunities in your life that allow you to feel the things that you want to feel and just pay attention to small daily behaviors around your verbiage, your actions and and how you think and speak about money and celebrate all of the things like everything. I I used to say to my clients all the time, like you're robbing me of the high vibes. You're robbing me of the celebrations. If you don't celebrate with me, if you don't celebrate in here, if you don't celebrate somewhere, like you are robbing the world collectively of the most high vibes that are literally possible Mm. by just keeping it to yourself. And I'm just, I'm not down with that. I'm not down with that. (laughs) I love that. I just actually had that conversation with a friend about receiving a couple weeks ago. She was like, someone tried to buy her. First of all, we started the conversation with like, she was not attracting the wealth into her life that she wanted to. So we like started to dig in and somehow the story of like, someone tried to buy her coffee a couple weeks ago and she was like, oh no, thank you so much. And I was like, girl, you're yes. not allowing the universe is trying to show you how abundant you really are in these small ways, but we mm. don't notice them because they're not in the way that we are wanting the abundance. And it's like, you have yes. to pay attention to that free voucher you got for a flight, the 10% off of the thing that you were already going to buy, how all of your groceries were on sale. Like notice how abundant, like the things you're ready that are already happening in your life are like how you're yes. all the time and then say yes, yes. thank you more thank you more thank you more <laughs> it's funny that you said this this morning um there was a like a generic envelope that probably like everyone in the neighborhood got delivered to them and it was from our local grocery store and it was like your ten dollar coupon or something's inside and Terry's like oh it's just like one of those ten dollar coupons I'm like hey hey Look at this. $10 off when you spend $25. We got three, like 3,000 points with this. And we got, I can't even remember the other one. 
And it's like, this is abundance. This is, this is beautiful. We are being supported here. Like we need to celebrate this. And he's like, Oh, okay. And so he put it up and he's like, you're right. And like, he, he takes my lead with everything. And so we have a beautiful relationship around money and supporting that to each other now um, Mm -hmm. wasn't always that way that took a lot of work, but it's, it really is counting all of the small things here and there, the discounts that you get, the, like anything that happens, it's, it's being able to be open to all of the abundance around you that you're receiving, even if it's just, um, somebody opening the door for you or it's clean air, or it's the fact that there's literally grass growing everywhere. Like there's so yeah. much abundance around you. So be grateful totally yeah. for the small discounts or, like if you go to normally get this item at the grocery store and it's actually a little lower, celebrate those five cents, girlfriend. Like you celebrate that, like you just won the lottery, right? That's how you start changing your frequency because the universe is like, oh, she has a lot of fun. Like when I give to her, she's a lot of fucking fun. Mm -hmm. Have you ever tried to give to somebody that sucks at receiving? Yeah. It's like you give them a gift (laughs) and and they're like, oh, you should. (laughs) Right. Or like, I have a friend. I fucking love her so much. I love her so much, but she cannot like, she really, she is an awful receiver and it makes like, I don't, I, I want to give to her so badly because she has done so much for me in my life. Mm-hmm. And I like, I have so much resistance towards doing it because it's not, it's awkward. Like yeah. she doesn't want it. She feels guilty for receiving it. It feels bad to have mm-hmm. it. She won't let me pay for like a dinner or a lunch refuses it it's a lot of like but I have to do it because if I don't do it myself mm-hmm. then that means something about me I'm not independent I'm not strong I'm not yeah. capable and the universe wants to like keep giving to people who are having fun and enjoying receiving and are playing mm-hmm. and have like that's fun right if somebody's a, like if they're a great fucking receiver of presence I want to keep giving to you because you I'm having fun giving to you so yeah. it's the same same, same thing yeah mm-hmm. same concept uh, okay. Two very quick last question questions. Number one, the one I ask everyone is how do you most love to raise your vibration? How do I most love to raise my vibration? This is a fabulous question because I think that right now I've really finally started to find my groove in raising my vibration again. After I thought I was gonna, it was gonna be a week, Shelby. After having this baby, I was like, mm-hmm. one week. She just turned ten months yesterday, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I think I'm kind of there. I think I'm getting there. So, I would say right now, how I'm raising my vibration is huge in moving my body. Mm-hmm. It's I go to the gym every day, well, five to six days a week now. And it started with like, just get there twice. And then it became like, oh my gosh, I feel so good through the day. My, my, con- like my, my calls with my clients are changing. My entire day is shifting. How I interact with, with Derek is shifting. How I am as a mom is changing. My sleep is changing. How I'm eating is changing. And it just kind of ripple affected. So that mm-hmm. was like such a small thing. It's just like the movement of my body, not going in there if I have to look a certain way or I need to be a certain way. I, I, I love my mom bod. I love what I've created. I love what I've done and everything, but I also want to feel good and I deserve to feel good. And that has been huge in raising my vibration also journaling every single day um lately I don't force it I don't like make myself have to live by a routine because mm-hmm. I don't think that if I had if my success was dependent on like a routine like do these five things to create success it wouldn't work as a mom I would feel so like so chained in so limited in like mm-hmm. what's possible for me if I if I if I miss a day mm-hmm. but 
I do that so then I can again clear that channel and I hold space. I've been I've been focusing a lot on my new program that hasn't even launched yet, but I'm just holding a lot of space for the women that are coming in and clearing anything out of the way that's telling me it could be anything different. Mm-hmm. So then all I literally need to focus on is creation and service and that's it. And that has felt really, really great at, at raising my vibration lately because I'm choosing me. And I'm, and I'm feeling unapologetic about it and I don't feel guilt or shame about, about it anymore and taking time away from being a mom and business and other stuff to do it. Amazing. Okay. I've had so much fun today, picked up so many good nuggets. So I know the listeners are going to want to check you out, find you, follow you, stalk you, all the things, maybe not stalk you, don't stalk her. Like Instagram. <laughs> I say that too. They're like, oh wait, don't stalk, don't, don't stalk. Don't like physically stalk her, just Instagram <laughs> stalk her. That's a good <laughs> Where can they find you? <laughs> of course. So you can, if you want to just, you can go straight to my website, bossybabecoaching.com and that will give you the appropriate links of everywhere, but you can find me on Instagram at bossybabe.x. So you can find me on my personal page on Facebook. I don't have a business page. I do have a um, Facebook group, the Boss Babe Club for anybody that feels aligned with it. Um, and my podcast, the Wealthy Babe Podcast. So lots of different avenues, depending like wherever you like to hang, I'm there. <laughs> Well, we will link all of those in the show notes so people can find you. But thank you so much for being here. This has been a blast. Thank you, Shelby. It was so much fun. It was such an honor. And I feel like we could talk for days. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So I want, with the little time we have left, what are a few practices that you would tell the woman who is like, I want to live an abundant life. I'm on this path. I'm ready to do whatever it is, what would be a few practices she could implement to help her live a real, real abundant life? Yeah, this is a beautiful question. Um, to live a, to live an abundant life, it's, it has nothing to do with money at all. And that's what I had. We, we kind of talked about that a little bit beforehand and that's creating money and wealth into your life again, I will repeat, has nothing to do with money at all because money is an amplifier. So mm-hmm. if if you are struggling right now to spend, enjoy your money, to celebrate, to feel abundant, and you don't have very much at all, you're not going to be given more because you're going to be even more stressed out. You're going to feel even more capped. You're going to feel unhappier. You're going to feel like there's even farther for you to fall, farther for things to, you know, more to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to amplify the stress, the struggle, um, the fighting, whatever it is that you're currently experiencing in your relationship or your business, anything that's feeling off, it's just going to increase it. So it's really important to be aware of like where you're at with money right now and knowing like what your relationship is with it, because it's only going to keep amplifying that right now practices around money for me, it's, it has to be in alignment with what equals an abundant and wealthy life. I, when I want, or when I desire to help my clients or when I guide them or coach them to step into more abundance, it really is centered around pleasure, receiving and celebration. And these are some small, 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 small things that you can do. I'm going to write something down too. Um, because verbiage, you know, plays a really big part of like how you're speaking and and Mm -hmm. thinking and talking about money on a day-to-day basis is really, really big. Like how you interact with it, your relationship with it. But, um, 
it's also how you are celebrating, honoring, respecting, enjoying not only what you're creating, but what you're bringing in, what you're doing, and how you're living an abundant life. And one of the things that I ask all the time when somebody signs up for a program or they sign up one-on-one with me, I'm like, okay, this is amazing. Congratulations. How are you celebrating? And it's like, I don't know. I've never done that before. What do you mean? And even some of my clients who think that they've been celebrating, I have a conversation with them and they're like, oh, fuck. I haven't been celebrating at all this whole time. I thought I have been, but I haven't been. Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. And people are like, oh, what's celebrating? Celebrating is the, the, the act of anchoring in what you just did and who you were to do what you did. So a lot of the time we set a goal and I want to make, I want to sign five people up for my new program. Let's just say that. And you do it or you don't do it or whatever the case is. Let's say you do it. Let's, let's go with five. You did it. You sign up five people for your program and now you want to celebrate what you just did. It's not just the fact that you're celebrating that five people signed up for your program. Yay, you made X amount of dollars. I'm celebrating that. No, what you're doing is you're celebrating who you needed to be to sign up five people, to connect with five people, to build five relationships, to have five people trust in you, to love on you, to be all in on what you're doing in this world. You're celebrating your courage to go through the finish line. You're celebrating your bravery to have this big audacious dream and bring it into existence even though there was no confirmation there was no validation there was no like this is going to work out it's all going to be in your favor it's all going like here are all the people to sign up ready to go before you've even done it you're doing it anyways mm-hmm. and so when you anchor this in and you celebrate it you're now vibrating not only at the highest possible frequency cuz celebration's the highest frequency that we can be on when you're in pleasure when you're playing when you're having when you're experiencing joy like when you see um it's like when you're raising kids like time has never flew so fast as when I'm raising Louie because it's so much fun or when you go and you're out with your friends and you're like how did this like whole night fly by it felt like a minute Mm -hmm. it's because things are you're experiencing time so much faster you're moving through time faster you're speeding things up because you're so in alignment with what you're doing you're in your bliss Mm -hmm. and that is really, really big because now you're in this high vibration to attract more of that in, right? You get to be an actual magnet to attract in more of that frequency and people who are also wanting to experience life at that same level. You, If you're celebrating and you're being a person who's experiencing the abundance of life, and when I'm saying celebrating, um, I have actually a really great podcast episode on this because there's a lot of different levels of what celebrating is. And I don't just mean like going and spending a ton of money on like the most fanciest dinner. If that feels like that next level celebration for you, if you feel like that's what next level you would do, if that's how you want to remember that memory, then that's how you do it. But it can be dancing around in your living room. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be going and getting like your favorite drink. It could be going and getting your nails done when you've never gotten them done. It could be going and getting a blowout. Um, that was something that I did for me. Like it was a $50 thing, but that felt so high level that I wasn't the one washing my hair. You know, it was, it's small little (laughs) things that when you look back on what you did and who you were to do it, that you feel really proud of it, that you're like, I want to experience more of that. I want to go and I want to have more of that, that luxury, more of that, um, 
love, more of that being taken care of, more of that essence of pleasure and fun in my life. And so innately, like your body, your full body is like, I want to do that again. And so you're triggering these sensors of like, last time I did this, I, I, I also got to do this. I got to experience that. And look what happened for me on the other side of it. And it, what you're essentially just doing is you're celebrating this step um, my, my coach, um, my old coach had said this and it was like, it stuck with me so well is when you're celebrating, you're, you're celebrating the step that you just stood on, right? You did something amazing. So you celebrate it. You're like, yes, you're not just rushing past to the next thing, to the next goal, to the next thing that you need to cross off your list, because that's, what's going to validate you. No, what you're going to actually feel successful in is when you're allowing yourself to have pleasure and fun and, and enjoyment into your life, when you're going and getting the blowout or you're getting a massage or you're having a spa day or you're having travel or you're hiking with your family or you're going to the beach or whatever it might look like for you and your family, you're cuddling on the couch, you're spending a whole day with your kids, you're dancing in the kitchen with your, with your daughter, like that's what an abundant life really is. That's what we're in search of. There's a feeling on the other side of the money that you're looking for. And you can start to feel that feeling now. You don't need more money to feel it. You don't need a certain thing or place to feel it. It's a decision and a choice to feel it. You could be driving in your car and flip a switch. And now in that single moment, you feel the most free, abundant and, and high vibe and aligned, successful than you've ever felt in your life. And not a single thing around you has changed. There wouldn't be a single more penny in your account. There wouldn't be any anything else that's changed like you're still driving the same car you're breathing the same air you're in the same city you're not you haven't gone anywhere but you feel different and mm -hmm. you get to choose that at any moment and that this pet this this um um this practice of being able just to celebrate what you're doing is the whole fucking point of why we set the goals to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. We, we set things because we want to feel a certain way, right? We want to feel that I've impacted a lot of lives. I want to feel like I've made a difference. I want to feel like I'm happy. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel loved. I want to feel taken care of. I want to feel luxurious. I want to feel luscious, like whatever it is that you're mm -hmm. desiring to feel, you can feel that and you can feel it in small ways until they get to be big ways, but you gotta, you gotta start anchoring it in because otherwise why, why subconsciously are you going to keep going the distance and crossing those beautiful goals off of your list that you're setting for yourself and your business and the people that you're impacting. If you're never going to allow yourself to actually enjoy what you're creating, yeah. it's just like, it's self-sabotage. I see it all the time and it stops people and my clients in the past. Like it, it'll stop them from making the money that they want because it's like no amount of money that they make is actually bringing them happiness. So that's one small um, thing that you can start doing right now. And I'll speak on that super, super quick. One last thing is it, allow yourself because receiving is a big part of mm -hmm. being able to allow yourself to make the money that you desire. And one small little tip that I always give people um, on this is just check in with how you receive a compliment, check in with how you receive um, a lunch, check in with how you receive somebody paying for like $20 for you. Mm -hmm. And that's a really great indication of if you're in alignment with receiving $10,000 or $20,000 or whatever it is that you're trying to bring into your business and, and allow yourself to see that your verbiage around how you're speaking about money, how you're speaking about the groceries that you're going to spend, the bill that you just had, like it's mm -hmm. the small little incremental changes that you make on a day-to-day -day basis around 
the small little goals that you're setting, the big goals and the things that you're wanting to do in your life, the way that you're experiencing the things that you're doing, because it's not about what you're doing. It's about how you do the things that you do in your life. That's what shifts stuff. So to start living a life of more abundance, get clear about what abundance is for you, because it's not what it is for me. It's not what it is for Shelby. It's not what it is for, you know, another podcast, the host that you've listened to or somebody else in the online space that is not necessarily your version of success and happiness and fulfillment and abundance. So get really clear about that and start taking aligned action to be creating intentional opportunities in your life that allow you to feel the things that you want to feel and just pay attention to small daily behaviors around your verbiage, your actions and and how you think and speak about money and celebrate all of the things like everything. I, I used to say to my clients all the time, like, you're robbing me of the high vibes. You're robbing me of the celebrations. If you don't celebrate with me, if you don't celebrate in here, if you don't celebrate somewhere, like, you are robbing the world collectively of the most high vibes that are literally possible mm. by just keeping it to yourself. And I'm just, I'm not down with that. I'm not yeah. down with that. <laughs> I love that. I just actually had that conversation with a friend about receiving couple weeks ago she was like someone tried to buy her she first of all we started the conversation with like she was not attracting the wealth into her life that she wanted to so we like started to dig in and somehow the story of like someone tried to buy her coffee a couple weeks ago and she was like oh no thank you so much and I was like girl you're not allowing the universe is trying to show you how abundant you really are in these small ways, but we don't mm. notice them because they're not in the way that we are wanting the abundance. And it's like, you have yes. to pay attention to that free voucher you got for a flight, the 10% off of the thing that you were already going to buy, how all of your groceries were on sale. Like notice how abundant, like the things you're ready that are already happening in your life are like how you're yes. all the time. And then say yes, yes. Thank you more. Thank you more. Thank you more. <laughs> it's funny that you said this this morning. Um, there was a like a generic envelope that probably like everyone in the neighborhood got delivered to them. And it was from our local grocery store. And it was like your $10 coupon or something's inside. And Terry's like, oh, it's just like one of those $10 coupons. I'm like, hey, hey, look at this $10 off when you spend $25. We got three, like 3000 points with this. And we got, I can't even remember the other one. And it's like, this is abundance. This is, this is beautiful. We are being supported here. Like we need to celebrate this. And he's like, oh, okay. And so he put it up and he's like, you're right. And like, he, he takes my lead with everything. And so we have a beautiful relationship around money and supporting that to each other now. Um, Mm -hmm. wasn't always that way that took a lot of work, but it's, it really is counting all of the small things here and there, the discounts that you get, the, like anything that happens it's it's being able to be open to all of the abundance around you that you're receiving even if it's just um somebody opening the door for you or it's clean air or it's the fact that there's literally grass growing everywhere like there's so much abundance around you so be grateful totally for the small discounts or like if you go to normally get this item at the grocery store and it's actually a little lower, celebrate those five cents, girlfriend. Like you celebrate that, like you just won the lottery, right? Yes. That's how you start changing your frequency because the universe is like, oh, she has a lot of fun. Like when I give to her, she's a lot of fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to give to somebody that sucks at receiving? Yeah. It's like awkward. you give them a gift <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, you gifts. should. <laughs> right. Or like, 
I have a friend. I fucking love her so much. I love her so much, but she cannot like, she really, she is an awful receiver and it makes like, I don't, I, I want to give to her so badly because she has done so much for me in my life. Mm-hmm. And I like, I have so much resistance towards doing it because it's not, it's awkward. Like yeah. she doesn't want it. She feels guilty for receiving it. It feels bad to have mm-hmm. it. She won't let me pay for like a dinner or a lunch refuses it it's a lot of like but I have to do it because if I don't do it myself mm-hmm. then that means something about me I'm not independent I'm not strong I'm not yeah. capable and the universe wants to like keep giving to people who are having fun and enjoying receiving and are playing mm-hmm. and have like that's fun right if somebody's a, like if they're a great fucking receiver of presents I want to keep giving to you because you I'm having fun giving to you so yeah. it's the same same, same thing yeah mm-hmm. same concept uh, okay. Two very quick last question questions. Number one, the one I ask everyone is how do you most love to raise your vibration? How do I most love to raise my vibration? This is a fabulous question because I think that right now I've really finally started to find my groove in raising my vibration again. After I thought I was gonna, it was gonna be a week, Shelby. After having this baby, I was like, mm-hmm. one week. She just turned ten months yesterday, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I think I'm kind of there. I think I'm getting there. So, I would say right now, how I'm raising my vibration is huge in moving my body. Mm. It's, I go to the gym every day, well, five to six days a week now. And it started with like, just get there twice. And then it became like, oh my gosh, I feel so good through the day. My, my, like my, my calls with my clients are changing. My entire day is shifting. How I interact with, with Derek is shifting. How I am as a mom is changing. My sleep is changing. How I'm eating is changing. And it just kind of ripple affected. So that was like mm-hmm. such a small thing. It's just like the movement of my body, not going in there. If I have to look a certain way or I need to be a certain way. I, I, I love my mom bod. I love what I've created. I love what I've done and everything, but I also want to feel good and I deserve to feel good. And that has been huge in raising my vibration also journaling every single day um lately I don't force it I don't like make myself have to live by a routine because I don't think that if I had if my success was dependent on like a routine like do these five things to create success it wouldn't work as a mom I would feel so like so chained in so limited in like what's possible for me if I if I if I miss a day Mm -hmm. but I do that so then I can again clear that channel and I hold space. I've been I've been focusing a lot on my new program that hasn't even launched yet, but I'm just holding a lot of space for the women that are coming in and clearing anything out of the way that's telling me it could be anything different. Mm-hmm. So then all I literally need to focus on is creation and service and that's it. And that has felt really, really great at, at raising my vibration lately because I'm choosing me. And I'm, and I'm feeling unapologetic about it and I don't feel guilt or shame about, about it anymore and taking time away from being a mom and business and other stuff to do it. Amazing. Okay. I've had so much fun today, picked up so many good nuggets. So I know the listeners are going to want to check you out, find you, follow you, stalk you, all the things. Maybe not stalk you. Don't stalk her. Like Instagram. <laughs> I say that too. Like, oh wait, don't stalk. Don't, don't stalk. like physically stalk her. Just Instagram <laughs> stalk her. That's a good <laughs> Where can they find you? (laughs) Of course. So you can, if you want to just, you can go straight to my website, bossybabecoaching.com and that will give you the appropriate links of everywhere, but you can find me on Instagram at bossybabe.xo. You can find me on my personal page on Facebook. I don't have a business page. I do have a um, Facebook group 
the boss babe club for anybody that feels aligned with it um and my podcast the wealthy babe podcast so lots of different avenues depending like wherever you like to hang i'm there <laughs> well we will link all of those in the show notes so people can find you but Yay. thank you so much for being here this has been a blast thank you shelby it was so much fun it was such an honor and i feel like we could talk for days so thank you thank you thank you <laughs>